Patriarchy is defined as a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. And we see the effects of patriarchy in so many aspects of our public and personal lives. So for this week's episode, we're going to have a really important guest on who has brought feminism to social media on a large scale by educating people on the existence of patriarchy and the damaging effects that it has. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week. Or leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way. Yes, and speaking of which, our person of the week this week is Lily Powell from Ireland, who sent us a really lovely message um, congratulating us on the success of our journal Reflect, and that she loves to express herself through writing, so she was thrilled to see another avenue that she could channel her creative side in. That is fantastic, Lily. Thank you. And yes, keep up the writing. Uh, So today's episode is another guest episode. We're going to be chatting with Tanzila, who is one of the founders of the very popular Instagram page fuck patriarchy yeah and this page is not only a platform that amplifies women's voices but it also educates its followers by offering real tangible examples of patriarchy and the dangerous effects that it has on society so who better to have on than someone who is vocal assertive and who is smashing the patriarchy online and in life Tanzila welcome to the podcast thank you for chatting with us today hi thank you so much for having me Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Let's jump right into it. So first, um, you know, I want to say that you've created a very impressive platform um, online with Fuck Patriarchy, the Instagram page. So to learn a bit more about you, Tanzila, and your activism, I'd love to ask you, why did you start at Fuck Patriarchy? I think there isn't a lot to this story because the reason why I created the page initially was because uh, I was bored to be honest. (laughs) But uh, the moment I, you know, got exposed to the amount of prejudices that exist in our society, Mm. the moment I started reading about it, uh, getting to know more about uh, the layers of uh, intersectionality, activism and feminism in general, I realized that, uh, you know, this cannot just be a joke. Activism cannot ever just be a joke. I love that. I started to dig deeper and uh, I just got so engrossed in this and I had my friend with me, my best friend in fact, we both started this together. Yes, that's uh, true. You co-created the page um, with your friend. Okay. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, I have been familiar with online platforms for a while now and uh, she's a great speaker. So, you know, you know, and, and a very intellectual person. So we both created this platform and it started to grow a lot during the pandemic last year and uh, you know we uh, reached a lot of audiences worldwide and uh, you know mostly nowadays we derive our inspiration from all our past experiences throughout our teenage lives and until now uh, where we did not have the ability to question the prejudices around us we did not uh, see those things happening around us. And even if we saw it, we didn't have the strength or uh, we 
we didn't get the push to you know revolt against it or even talk about it or even identify it yeah it's a full-time job like it really is a full-time job yeah. standing up to the injustices that you see in life and there are so many and that's why I guess like we love your page because you really know how to pull examples from real life and say everyone this is what's going on and look at the following that yeah. you've created people can relate to yeah, it it's like Pe- tangible examples that a lot of people have been through as well you know yes exactly like uh even we were not aware about uh, how these things are common in other countries as well because mm-hmm. uh, we used to think that western countries are way more advanced and uh, you know patriarchy might be a foreign concept to western feminists uh, you know like you guys might be fighting for different things right now and that is true to some extent but there are some things that are still so relevant like uh, like the basics of sexism uh, yes. rape culture and uh, so much more like this these are the basics and this is still so relevant in almost all countries and uh, that is what you know made us work harder on this page because uh, we realized that uh, if we stop right now then we won't be able to give uh, other you know, girls and women a chance to speak up because yeah. uh, we while growing up we did not have the inspiration like we there was nobody to guide us to do this uh, we didn't have any uh, feminist role models to look up to and we just aspire to be one for the generations to come yeah well you mentioned something really interesting i did want to ask how has it been running a feminist page as someone based in india like how do you feel the western views on feminism compare um to india and like what message do you want western feminists to understand india being one of the countries where uh, feminism is still a very new concept uh, it's been very difficult for me to put my views out there because uh, indian feminists are still pretty much evolving uh, mm-hmm. their advocacy is pretty much evolving and uh, women are still trying to grasp the basic concepts of feminism uh, men still don't know how to take no for an answer mm, yeah other marginalized communities uh, simply cannot breathe without being criticized like uh, people from lower caste uh, caste system is a very big issue in india then people from lgbtq communities and uh, people from uh, many other sections like uh, there is a class class divide here yeah i mean it's really important to recognize that there are different modes of discrimination and depending on your culture and your society and your privilege the way a person is discriminated it can be very very di- different so you know i'm glad you mentioned that there is such a difference between um you know for example where you are in india and and us here in the us and although like tiana's from canada i'm from ireland and we're here in the us it's like we have seen different shades of feminism and different shades of discrimination and injustice even being uh, yeah. an lgbtq plus couple even though we're in the us it's still not quite there yet in in terms of where we'd want it to be um so so we completely at least can relate to to that but um everything you said was was really important i think for our listeners to hear i think the difference between uh the western idea of feminism and uh the indian concept of feminism is that at this point uh india is still fighting the prejudices that uh the western countries were fighting maybe uh 3 4 decades ago yeah interesting yeah for example uh marital rape is still legal in india gender based violence is a very big issue and uh topics like the sex or male female interaction or uh even menstruation 
are mm-hmm. taboo topics yeah. are so stigmatized that uh, they aren't discussed at all uh, at any stage in any place in india maybe urban cities yes but most of indian population is rural and uh, they don't have access to uh, proper health especially women women don't have access to proper healthcare facilities what western feminists need to understand is that uh, some things that might be normalized in their countries are still only a luxury for a great population in india like yeah. um, education healthcare or uh, the opportunity to work to stay single or childless or even to even be divorced uh, yeah. or even yeah. financial independence indian women might have the right to all of these things but they still do not have access to these things and uh, that's just sad Yeah, no, absolutely. I know I'm really actually glad that you brought that up because I remember watching um the documentary called The Pad Project. Um I don't know if you've seen it and it was centered around uh, period poverty and the stigmatization of menstrual health in in globally but they filmed in India. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think yes, you know, we have it different over here yeah, in the we west. We have privileges that not everyone has in the rest of the world, you know. And as much as we want to like improve the quality of life here i agree with what you said i think western feminists need to recognize that it's not always the case it's not always the same for everybody in every country and i've noticed that people forget about that here they especially do um especially in the us there are different levels of discrimination and injustice um but tanzila i'm really really glad that you mentioned like actual examples of look this is what's going on in my country anyway and you guys dealt with this a long time ago so even though in school corridors you know young girls are getting teased about their periods in india it's there's literally a period poverty um where we don't necessarily have that here in the west so it's it's these different types of discriminations that we need to actually accept that are going on in the rest of the world but i actually wanted to ask you my next question tanzila which is uh, still on the topic of intersectionality and i just wanted to ask as as a woman based in india like we said what do you have to say about intersectionality when it comes to feminism and women's empowerment i mean how important is intersectionality when talking about women's rights and equal opportunity for me intersectionality is uh, simply about discarding the idea that uh, privilege is a binary mm. because uh, most people believe that like either you are privileged or you're not and that is not true that is so not true because uh, there are layers of oppression and so there are layers of privileges for example me being a woman does not negate my other privileges uh for example my privilege to be here on this platform right now to express my opinions to speak about the patriarchy to uh you know even revolt against different kinds of prejudices and well the patriarchy uh, according to me is uh, a cage that all women are locked up in and we are all trying to break free and the most privileged women have the loudest voices while some are struggling to even get hold of a mic and some are only beginning to find their voices i think it is our responsibility to acknowledge that not all women are equally oppressed uh, i think there are tons and tons of layers of oppression and these privileged women have only reached where they are because they've 
fought to be there to have their voices heard and their experiences acknowledged and there are so many women uh, for whom this fight is even you know harder and difficult uh, therefore it is important for us to understand that we can't break through the patriarchal cage until all women figure out the escape route wow Absolutely. that's really powerful we can't attain equality until we acknowledge that certain sections of our very own feminist spaces uh, are still struggling at the margins and we need to first bring them to the center and that's how we'll be able to break through and dismantle the patriarchy love that absolutely love that such wise words uh, tanzila thank you for saying that and you know i'm just thinking here as as kimberly crenshaw the woman who coined the term intersectionality said once uh, various forms of inequality often operate together and exasperate each other, which, you know, we do see when we see, inter- like, you know, intersectionality issues and and women who are in less privileged countries. So it is an issue when we don't recognize this and it's a step in the right direction when we do. So thank yeah. you for thank you for pointing that out to us. And in terms of even just like talking about oppression, I want to chat about your thoughts on the oppressive language that society uses to describe women. You know, in one of your posts on Instagram, you talked about how one of the major reasons that sexual assault is such a big issue is due to the language that sex is done to a woman rather than a shared experience that she's a part of. And you gave examples of words like nail, screw, bang, fuck. And we actually did a whole episode last year called Shifting Our Language, where we explored and analyzed just how much oppressive language we use in society that divides men and women. So I just want to know what your thoughts are on oppressive language that we use to describe women and how it's tolerated in society. I think this uh, oppressive language uh, very much stems from the devaluation of feminine characteristics. Mm. You know, in our society, femininity is considered to be an insult. Yes. And um, according to me, uh, in a patriarchy, sex isn't just something that is done to a woman, but it is often used as a means to exert power, authority, control over them. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is why sexual assault isn't just an incident where the man couldn't control his sexual urges, but it is also an attempt to willfully dehumanize and subjugate women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, language is a representation of our society and, and how we use it sets the tone for what is tolerated, accepted and and passed down through generations. So I absolutely hear you when when you say that um, the language we use and the, you know, the act of sexual assault itself is an assertion of power and control yeah. by men and to dehumanize women. Like you said, uh, these ideologies are uh, tolerated in our society, but I think they're pretty much ingrained in all of our lives. And, uh, you know, uh, we've grown up listening to all of this, which is why it has been so difficult for most of us to identify it uh, at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, on the post that you referred to, a lot of men were pretty offended about my perspective on this. Mm. And most of their responses were, uh, what is the big deal about using femininity as an insult? Wow. What they fail to understand is that this is exactly how the patriarchy was built. Uh, we were not subjugated into a corner in just one day. Mm. Okay, this was a long process. We were first 
uh, asked to tone down our behaviors, our our voices were policed. We would then ask to uh, tolerate and accept abuse. We would then ask to bury our fucking identities. Yes, tell them. I know. I mean, I was just thinking here. It's almost as if the problematic language has you know, has become such a norm and we've become so accustomed to it that we don't even consider the words that we're actually using to describe women. Um, the fact that such language became the norm in the first place is an example of oppression. So, And Tanzila, you mentioned like, you know, on that post, a lot of the comments you got, I would say one of the biggest misunderstandings on social media and life in general about patriarchy is that it doesn't affect men. What's the biggest misunderstanding that you've heard about patriarchy? The biggest misunderstanding that I've heard about the patriarchy is that the world cannot function without men. And, you know, uh, this is this mostly comes from misogynists online. And uh, they say that uh, men are supposed to be the providers and uh, men built the world and men go to war, etc, etc. And uh, they say it like we asked for it. Mm. Uh, They say it like we created this system. And uh, I'd just like to say that this is a misconception because they go to war because they asked us to stay at home and cook for them and produce their babies. Okay. Mm, Yes. Um, They are the providers because uh, our opportunities were stolen. They built the world because... Well, they built a world where essentially like women didn't exist. And they built a world where they didn't want women to participate in the stuff that they were doing to build the world like um yeah building cities writing laws going to war all this sort of like very typically typically and stereotypically masculine things and women were not involved in that because women were not allowed to be involved in it so it has filtered its way down into modern society as the norm and as tradition hence why we love to um break apart tradition tradition on our podcast because we feel like a lot of traditions nowadays actually stem from oppressive behaviors in society against women it's not tradition for women to stay at home and cook and clean and be the the caregiver and for the man to be the provider it's oppression so i mean i absolutely agree with you it's a misunderstanding yeah and the worst part is that we didn't ask for this uh we were forced to be subservient to be the puppets of the patriarchy And now that patriarchy is backfiring on them, they decide to divide the blame uh, between men and women both. And that's not fair because this is not what we asked for. We did not build the patriarchy. We had no say in it whatsoever. But yeah, I mean, when you think about it, most societies, if not all of them, practice patriarchy. And, And throughout history, patriarchy has made its way into social, political, religious, economic, and even legal organizations all across the world. I mean, look at, you know, pro-choice slash pro-life. Like, you know, things like this goes to show just how oppressed we really are. And the people who say that it doesn't exist are, in fact, patriarchal. And that is the issue, like you said. Well, yeah. And as feminists, we all know that patriarchy negatively impacts men's lives too. Um, In your activism, Tanzila, what sticks out to you as one of the worst injustices that men face as a result of patriarchy? You know, there is this patriarchal ideal of uh, what a man should be. And if he doesn't uh, confine to that alpha male category, uh, he is feminine and hence he is worthless. And I think this is 
one of the major uh, reasons why toxic masculinity exists and i think this is the root cause of most of the prejudices that men face at the hands of patriarchy yeah absolutely i i feel like you know the this whole episode and our chat today has really just in my in my mind anyway it has shown that like you said at the beginning femininity is inherently weak feminine characteristics and attributions are are weak and uh, problematic and it's like this is where like the oppression has stemmed from and even toxic masculinity it's considered you know uh, weak to be to be if a man shows emotion or whatever so and this really does show that men are victims of patriarchy too so the system they built is coming back to haunt them <laughs> that is exactly what i say when men cry about this in our comments <laughs> exactly like uh, we talk about women's issues and they somehow find a way to incorporate their existences into our spaces well yeah like actually i want to ask you just as like a final question because i know tiana and i definitely can relate to this but you have like such a bigger platform than than us how how do you deal with the the heavy amount of comments from men on your page because i know you mentioned that before and and we've definitely had ha- had our fair share so um of like argumentative comments from guys who or people want to that just want to their- debate or insert themselves into like you know situations that like they didn't really need to be inserted into you know yeah i guess my question tanzila is like do you notice that a lot of men are are agitated and frustrated with your posts? I think men are frustrated about uh, our advocacy. Yeah. Mainly because they know they are high up on a pedestal. They have been put on that pedestal by the patriarchy. They are very well aware of their privileges and they do not want to lose those privileges. And they see us as a threat to their place in the society. That's a great point. And I think this is why they try to derail our conversations. Uh, because, you know, a woman knowing her worth is a very rebellious act for the patriarchy. And I think that says it all. Absolutely. Great, great way to, to round it up. Yeah, and we've said before in another episode that people who identify as men have the chance to show their allyship when it comes to women's rights and equality. But when they attack women online, on social media, they fail to realize that they're basically advocating for the opposite of equality, like they're using their voice to oppress women. So it's really showing them up, you know, when they're doing that sort of stuff in the comments and attacking women's conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Well said, both of you. Honestly, this was a really, really great chat. Um, So informative and educational. So Tanzila, thank you so, so much for joining us today. And we hope that you've enjoyed this experience as well. Yeah, because we really did. Yeah, it was a great discussion. And I just have something to say. Uh, I just want to say this to all the girls and women listening to this. Never be afraid to speak for yourself, uh, for your fellow women, uh, for the older generations that were silenced before you, or for the coming generations who will find their voices amidst your screams. Just speak, even when they interrupt you, because you are not unreasonable, you're not paranoid, and you're not crazy for demanding respect. And just speak and just yell, just scream and fight and rebel. Yes. Uh, and soon you'll see that your sigh of relief will be louder than the patriarchy's sigh of defeat. 
Amazing. Love that. Thank oh my you goodness. So much, that is Cynthia. such a good takeaway for today's episode. Yes. This episode goes out to the women of the past, the women of today, and the women of the future. So thank you so much, Tanzila. Amazing episode. You said some really, really important things there. Yes. And yeah, great to have you on. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you so much for having me here today. I really, really enjoyed this. Well, thanks so much for being here. Uh, That's it for today's episode. We love hearing your stories and how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a message on Instagram or review our podcast on Apple or review our journal Reflect on Amazon to be featured as our next person of the week. And make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And go check out Tanzila's page on Instagram by searching for at fuck underscore underscore patriarchy and let us know what you learned from our chat with Tanzila about our patriarchal society. See you on Tuesdays. Bye.